Your Newcastle. Welcome to Your Newcastle podcast. Today I'm joined by local artist Mitch Revs, talented surfer, Novocastrian, entrepreneur. Welcome, Mitch. Welcome, welcome. Here I am. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really interested in talking to you, not just about your journey as an artist in Newcastle, but also your journey as an entrepreneur. I know you do share a lot on social media, you're young, you're one of us in the community. And you know, as a surfer down at Merriweather, another really well-known local artist, Mick Eggleston, got you started thinking about your own talent. Tell us a little bit about that journey. Sure. Well, it all kind of started with, I guess, growing up in Newcastle and, and surfing our, you know, world-class beaches and just being around that board club environment. And I was actually introduced to Mick by one of my friend's dads, Gary Callanan, who's not with us anymore. Absolute champion of a guy. And it was that famous Merriweather Beach artwork that everyone's seen. I think the original piece still hangs in the Beaches Hotel. I'm sure everyone out there knows the piece that I'm talking about. It's and the one with the big sort of cartoon-like waves sitting over Merriweather Beach with all the people and characters on all the waves, that one? Correct. And the views from the Beaches Hotel when it had the classic umbrellas and stuff out there on the front porch there. But I was introduced to Mick by Gary and I'm going to try and make this as sweet as po- short and sweet as possible because it is quite a long story. But Gary had taken me around to Mick's place and I had kind of done my own rendition of, of Mick's artwork because I couldn't get my hands on it. Oh. So they'd sold two, Mick had sold 200 of these back in the 80s. I think it was 88. He was commissioned by Merriweather Board Club to do this artwork. And because I couldn't get my hands on it, I was like, well, I'm going to paint my own. I love this. Yeah. I did not know it, this. That's how it started. So I'd taken this sketch around to Mick's house and I think he was... Well, I would assume if someone came around to my place with a sketch of one of my artworks, I'd be stoked, right? Yeah. And I feel like he was probably like, I don't think that kind of thing happens often. Really? And for Mick, he'd probably just see himself as still the the Herald cartoonist as what he was kind of known for back in the day. And I think that artwork for me was, that's what kind of kick-started my career because when when I had left Mick's house, after an hour or so, he... We traded phone numbers and he gave me a call and he was like, Mitch, I love your work, mate. Once you finish that artwork, I'd love to buy a copy off you. And I highly suggest that you do a run of prints yourself because I sold 200 copies back in the late 80s and I think they'd do really well. And that's how the story started. And here we are today, I guess, eight years later. That's amazing. How old were you when you went round his house? Well, 2014. So I would have been 24. That's fantastic. Yeah. I, I, I remember reading that, I think, on your Instagram and thought, what a wonderful story because it's all these, you know, local well-known people that, you know, I don't just know because I'm the mayor now, but, you know, just growing up in Newcastle. And particularly your your work um, since 2014 and in recent years has really just exploded, not just over Newcastle, but also nationally. 
I remember distinctly just how impressed I was around the Vegemite campaign yeah. and seeing, you know, a local Newcastle artist work, you know, every time you went into one of the major supermarkets or the minor ones. Yeah. I thought that was pretty amazing. That looked like a cool experience. It was absolutely amazing and also a big shock for me. <clears throat> um, I think it was 2019, I believe. Don't quote me on that. But it was a time where social media for me was kind of uh, quite a big thing and there was a lot of brand collaborations and kind of different partnerships coming from all angles. And it was just an email that came into my inbox and I've told this story on my social media too just a few weeks ago. And it was a simple email that just said Vegemite collaboration for our 95th birthday. And that, that particular project definitely put my artwork on a national level and... I would have to say has helped me get to where I'm at today for sure. Yeah, I distinctly remember it because I also remember, you know, before that you doing a lot of mural work around Newcastle, some of it small, some of it quite big. And I guess when you're immersed in Newcastle and particularly, you know, know the beach scene quite well, it seems, oh, yeah, that's Mitch's work over there. Oh, yeah, walk past you. I think when you were doing the Grumpy Baker one, yep. I kept walking my dog past, like, from the start of the mural to the finish. And in the end, like, I just do the thumbs up as I walk past. You yeah. must get talked to a lot by everyone. I do, and I love it, you know. It might take me an extra week to finish the mural, but that's what it's all about. Street art's very much so about the community, and I'm not in a rush. You know, I'm kind of taking my time with my art these days. There was a point where I was just stacking them back to back because – I wanted it to be everywhere, but, you know, I've slowly learned over time that I'm not going anywhere. And, and I guess as an artist, you take it while you've got it. And a lot of the time you can get ahead of yourself and think that you need to take everything on just to make sure that you've got that income and revenue going. But now that we have the gallery on Hunter Street here and all these fun workshops and projects that are going along it puts my mind a bit at ease that I can just slow down and not force too much. Your Newcastle, your podcast. Got feedback or suggestions for us? Connect via the podcast link at newcastle.nsw.gov.au. My daughter and her friends actually use their Creative Kids voucher to do one of the workshops with you. I thought it was such a cool idea where they get to design uh, the artwork on their own skateboard. I've still got it sitting in the lounge room at home. <laughs> Does it have trucks and wheels on it or is it a wall hanger? It's a wall hanger. Yeah, well, great, a, great. a wall sitter. Wall sitter, yeah. we can call it that. <laughs> wall sitter. I like that. But that's a really cool idea. It's very entrepreneurial. So you have, uh, you're very well known for your fabulous artworks and it's not just art. There's a lot of humour. For sure. I find in some of the works as well, and I'm sure other people do. And you've been able to use that talent to not only share it with the younger generation. Uh, tell us a little bit about those entrepreneurial ideas and how they came about. I'm not sure where the business aspect came for me. Like I remember in year 10 to 12 at high school, I studied business and I guess my family being engineers and architects, I was always around business as a child, but I never thought that I would become a businessman. I thought it would be more about art, but as the way things have turned out, I feel like more of my time now is spent spent managing the business and less about the art. But I guess a main focus for me is these decked out workshops, which are just amazing. And I guess the main reason for me to bring these workshops to life was 
social media these days is keeping our kids indoors and they're spending more time on their bum. And I mean, we want kids to be outdoor and active, especially here in Newcastle. Like we've got the most pristine beaches and, and parks and all these beautiful things around us. So by having these workshops where kids are able to be creative, but then also turn these creative kids vouchers into active kids vouchers and be able to, yeah, make a piece of art, a piece of transport, like it's as good as it gets. I think it's really fun. And I know my daughter and her friends loved it. So I'd encourage anyone out there with children, or you don't have to be children. If you want to do your own design on a, on a skateboard, you can also do, I think friends of mine have done the Boards and beers. Is it boards and beers? Boards and beers was the flow on. Is it? Oh, stop it. Well, the parents were dropping the kids off and then they were like, hang on, we don't want to drop the kids off. We want to leave the kids at home and we want to come and paint the skateboard. (laughs) So I was like, okay, we need to come up with a concept. And here's this entrepreneurial kind of mindset that I guess I have. We were quick to come up with this boards and beers concept where it's like a paint and sip, but for, you know, big kids that want to paint skateboards. And do you do paint and sip as well, don't you? We do. Yeah. Pinot Picasso is the, the I have the Newcastle franchise here and it's it's, you know, a workshop paint and sip model that we run four out of seven nights a week. Wow. And, um, at the moment, they're booked out until the end of the year. People can't get enough of it. I guess with COVID and things like that, people spending a lot of time indoors, you know, people want to get back to their roots and they want to be creative. And now that we're all able to be outside and back in the entertainment world, people just can't get enough of it. And they were able to you know, go within and find their creative self. So to have these workshops where they don't have to go out in the town, they can come along, BYO, and sit there with a group of friends, guys and girls, you know, and just have a good time and then go home after a couple of hours with a piece of artwork. It's just a really cool concept. I find there's plenty of people that are really creative and potentially quite good artists, but, you know, the world isn't set up that way. So they have, you know, maybe done art when they were younger, maybe did it at high school, but then they, you know, were encouraged to go and get a real job. Yeah. But they still have that. You know, I've got a friend who has a very high powered, you know, professional CEO job, spends a lot of time or used to spend a lot of time traveling, but is also quite a good artist and really appreciates the arts. Do you ever have people come into those classes where you go, wow, maybe, you know, I should grab you and, you know, push you down the road of actually becoming an artist. Oh, absolutely. And it's never too late. Like, I feel like I'm the prime example of that. People just feeling like they can't live a life of creativity. I I think I've proved that wrong. You definitely can. And most of the people that come to these paint and sip classes blow themselves away. You know, they, they come there with the impression that they're just going to drink more wine than paint you know they're more of a more of a a pinot than a picasso but it turns out that most of the time it's the other way around and everyone's so happy with their work and like that's what we're trying to do with these workshops it's about sharing creativity with the community and making it less about how good you are as a creative and just expressing because that's what art is at its roots and i noticed when i looked at your instagram which i think is a really wonderful story of, you know, your journey and also advice for up-and-coming artists. And you often outline your creative process because I'm clearly not an artist. Yeah, for sure. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, one of them was like the overlay of all your sketches. And one thing that struck me was, hmm, he's left-handed. I am a lefty. A lefty. My son's a lefty and so is my mum. So, I I thought a lot of people tell me, that a lot of artists are left-handed. They are, and I'm not sure whether it's like 
the opposite side of the brain, right? So mm. I think it's the right side of the brain that's the creative side and vice versa. But yeah, I mean, I've come, I've seen a lot of lefties too, but there's also a great amount of artists that are, that are right-handed. So oh, that's very but left is best for sure. I'll, I'll hold that. <laughs> Archie would say the same thing and yeah. so would my mum. There we go, Archie. <laughs> Discovering your Newcastle is easy. Download the City of Newcastle app to keep up to date with what's happening in your city. So you have also done some interesting works with great humour. And I feel like one of the ones that is quite humorous might have a reference to myself in it. Oh, we're bringing this up, are we? <laughs> oh. I didn't think you'd go down this road, to be honest, Nortala. Oh, yeah, really? let's talk about it. Great. Oh, well, do you know how many copies of that I have? Well, I've always heard that you were kind of upset with me about it. No. Let's talk about that. No, not at all. <laughs> I, ever since you did it, every Christmas you get an and birthday... I've got several copies Start of it. selling them. Yeah. Make some money, I <laughs> no, reckon. <laughs> I like it. I think it's funny. I don't know if my nose would technically be – like, it's not small, but I don't know if it's that big. Don't, don't take it to heart. It's all an exaggeration. <laughs> and that's why, I guess, when I started this cartoon style, you know, I was – everyone's their own biggest critic, and I couldn't seem to get the – get it right like when it comes to drawing faces and things it's quite difficult to draw things realistic so cartoonism was a great way for me to blow things out of proportion while keeping the humor and personality about the artwork and like you said a little bit earlier um, my artworks are definitely a talking piece they're not necessarily just an artwork that puts a bit of color on the wall so and it's a way for me to be able to tell stories and bring back those nostalgic feelings to people of all ages yeah there's a lot of nostalgia particularly in the artwork we're talking about because yes. it has the queen's wharf tower in it yeah and i think i'm standing on the top of it declaring that it's being removed or something like that yeah oh, well you know i had to put a nod to you in there for sure you're the lord mayor so. i know i i love that the fact that all these years i've been getting them as gifts from people and like have this whole collection of them and think it's hilarious, but somehow the rumor mill worked in the reverse. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that happened because I was like, why wouldn't I bring that up? That's so good. I think it's. I'm like. I think someone had told me that. Someone was like, oh, she's like not too happy with you about that, and I, I just. Took it in my stride. I was like, all right, well, you can't please everyone. No, that's how I am with most things. So, I can clearly, we can now on the podcast clarify after all these years, I think it's like three or four years. I love that. (laughs) that I think that was the purpose of this podcast, (laughs) isn't it? That's why we linked up. I love it. Clear the air. No, I actually, there's one at the Junction Fair shopping centre. So, like, because you know how, well, you probably don't, but you could imagine I have three teenagers. Mm And as a parent, just not cool. Not cool. You're e- not cool to them at all. Oh, just not even a little bit. I'm so embarrassing. Like, you're going to go through this one I'm day. starting to notice that with my nephew. Like, yeah. we were best buds last year and now it's like he went to time zone with his mates last weekend and he did the old, oh, I need to get money out of the ATM and stayed at the bottom of the escalator till I went away. So, I'm, I know how you feel. So, this is how much I appreciate your artwork. I'm walking up the ramp not that long ago with my 13-year-old who's like, like, I'm just not cool. And the other two older teenagers are like, I've been not cool for ages. Yeah. And I'm like, look, you, you know that cool artist, Mitch Revs, who's painting around the corner? 
that's supposed to be me up there. Can you see that? Look, I must be cool, Ruby, because I'm in that artwork. And she just rolled her eyes at me. That's so, so I even good. used it to try and curry favour with my go. children. There we go. That's how much I like it. Yeah. Well, look, that's the purpose of these artworks is to is to bring people together, bring back memories. And just have a bit of fun. They're lighthearted and, you know, that's what art is for me anyway. Well, I love them. There's a lot of different styles. I had the good fortune of coming to visit you uh, at the gallery, particularly when you were participating in the mentoring program, the tourism product development program. And I'd like to hear from you how that was. And that goes together with your very entrepreneurial side as well of your business. But just first, I saw, you know, a, quite a range, like the, you have the cartoon, the humorous style, the depiction of, you know, Novocastrian and local landmarks, but some beautiful illustrations of flora and fauna oh. um, through. So, there's a huge mix and a very diverse range from what I can see of your art. Yeah, totally. I'm a big animal lover. So, the um, my last body of work all in a year did feature a lot of hand-painted animals and it was a bit of a test for me to see how people would respond to that different style of artwork because I am definitely known for that hyper-colour cartoon coastal type of artwork. So it was a bit of a test and also just, I guess, as an artist or musician, people see you for the genre that you're known for, but we all like different styles of art. So, you know, I don't want to be the artist that just pigeonholes himself into a certain style just to profit from it you know we need to have fun and express as well so for me it was just a bit of fun and it gave me clarification that people like it as well I know one of your favorite pieces was the pelicans yes which I tried to get you to buy but you wouldn't um (laughs) but we'll talk about that later you you don't know that for sure because Christmas is coming you were too late it's old so you missed the boat unfortunately I did did send it to different family members as hints for like birthday and Christmas because I've got a few Mitch Revs that's so fun no look and that happens but can I still get prints of it of course yeah Yeah, you you can get prints they're all limited prints Uh, absolutely it's funny one big thing that we do see with the art gallery is I, I need to find a way to break this stigma of people feeling like they have to buy something when they come to a gallery and I try and let people know when they do walk in the doors that it's not about purchasing it's just about viewing and and enjoying it we see people daily like multiple people they'll stand outside the glass you know (laughs) hands around their eyes and they'll just peep through the window and I don't know why I try to put myself in that position when I wasn't a gallery owner and and I do see how it can be daunting but I mean, yeah, if if you walk past an art gallery, don't feel like you need to go in there and buy something. Just, it's Most of the time, it's just for viewing pleasure. You might find a piece for your wall, but yeah, it's not always about that. Well, for me and, you know, for what I can afford, you know, with three children and the like, I'm probably more in the print for affordability. Sure. For sure. So, for me, when I see it, I the thing that I like about the options for your artwork is that you always do prints. Yeah, of course. And it means that it is affordable for a lot more people than the original painted ones. Absolutely. And really, almost just as enjoyable. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. And that was like, hats off to Mick Eggleston when I started this journey. He was the one that said, you know, give give prints a go. And if I hadn't have had that conversation and connected with Gary Callanan, who led me to, to Mick, I probably wouldn't be in this position. So... For any artist out there that's looking to get into prints, I definitely recommend it. Um, it's a great way to get multiple artworks out there in front of people's eyes and, and it does make it affordable. Not everyone can afford to pay $5,000 for an artwork. So if you can get the same kind of 
replica for, you know, $100, $200. Amazing. Yeah, it's, it's affordable for, for everybody to for enjoy, sure. you know, the art they like. Feeling social? Follow City of Newcastle on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn. You know, I really loved that that new series that you did. Yeah, thank I, you. I thought it was brilliant. Thank and you very much. I think it shows a real diversity of your talent, not just as an artist, but also in how you can, you know, shape and change over time and your business. Yeah. And that was part of what I was mentioning before, that product. The mentoring. Yeah, the yeah. product mentoring. Yeah, so I can't remember how that exactly came about. I obviously have a team of people that work with me at the gallery. Gone are the days of me just working out of my bedroom, kind of <laughs> cranking out emails. It's a bit more complicated than that. But I remember an email had come through from the Sparrowly Group about this mentoring session. And I was... I was really shocked because it was at a time where we were just launching this decked out concept and they were like, we're here to try and boost the tourism in Newcastle and we're looking for local businesses to come on board and push a new form of, con- a new concept, I should say. And for us, decked out was just starting to form. So we got a lot out of that that mentoring session for sure. And it it, it helped me learn about breaking down business models and making sure that you've ticked all the criteria before you get into it because without their help it might not be where where it is right now you know they helped us figure out pricing structures and making sure that if you know we do grow too quick how to handle that so highly recommend those guys and it was such a pleasure to work with the Sparrowly Group and to be just nominated as a local business to be you know in the in the line for that. Well we are partnered with those business mentors, particularly as a result of COVID and looked for local businesses that were successful in all different genres and how to actually help them create product that obviously locals enjoy. So that's your product that you had with the decked out workshops and the like. Locals were enjoying them. But, you know, as we hopefully attract more visitors to Newcastle and the area over the years, we do need to have our product available and experiences. Um, that locals love and one of that would be going to do different types of workshops with you as an artist other businesses that were involved were uh, baked uprising so you can go and they're working on how to make show people how to make sourdough yeah and they're very traditional bakery in they they supply restaurants they're obviously open to the public based in maryville urban hum that, that make the honey that have... You're um, bringing back all the yeah. memories for me right now because yeah. I remember there was a lot of people in that room, yeah. you know, and yeah, you're right. Uh, Erp Distillery, yes. they've got that program now where you can go and make your own gin in a couple of hours, I believe. Oh, so that just all sounds these, like heaven. Oh, on a cold day like this too, I'll tell you, it does. <laughs> I think I'm just well. Gin day is like coming back in a memory to when me. When right is now. that? I think it was two days ago. Two days ago. Oh, you know very well about that, dude. Yeah. Okay. That's worth celebrating. Well, I don't drink, so you know I made that option 12 months ago now because for me it was. I'm not saying I was an alcoholic by any means, but it's. This me, is interesting. For, well, for me, I was like it was a sidetrack. I always found that. Once I'd finished a project, I'd want to celebrate and have a couple of drinks and it would just make me foggy. So I made an option to cut the booze and just put all my focus into business. And I can say it's been a great life choice for me. It's made me surround myself with positive people and also set a bit of a, I guess, trend with I've 
got a lot of friends that don't drink now and you know it's bettering their relationships their business and all these things they got a bit more pocket change yeah um and for me i was you know spending a couple hundred dollars a week on alcohol and shouting your friends and whatnot so to put that money back into things of leisure like nice meals and things like that and putting it back into our economy here in newcastle you know just trying to i'm always trying to better myself as a person and i feel like that can only better my business and you know it's all about community for me so I think that's a, a wonderful, particularly at your age yeah. and making those decisions. I think, you know, I grew up in Newcastle. I'm a bit, fair bit older than you. I'm 45. And the drinking culture was pretty rock solid, as you could imagine. For sure. W- with my job, I don't actually have time. Yeah. So, if I do have gin, it's like <laughs> I'm lucky to get half a glass, you know, you know, once every couple of weeks. So, sure. for me, it's a very far and few between. Yeah. So, that's just the nature of probably my age and the amount of hours I work. So, it's sort of by default don't get to partake very often. Yeah. But I think it's really interesting. And I, you know, have got, as I said, teenagers growing up and, you know, you watch them come into that culture that existed when I was young And you think, oh, you know, is it a rite of passage or are we just telling everybody it's a rite of passage? And I've had some good ding-dongs, as you can imagine, with my 18-year-old about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, you know, there's sort of – you can't – be too hypocritical sometimes um, for sure given that that was pretty prevalent when probably both you and I were 18 at the same time and people need to learn their own lessons but I think that's an uh, an excellent way to be a role model for sure Um, and that's what it came down to it was like I felt like I was kind of lying cheating myself because I was trying to be this role model model to young children and and all these decked out workshops and whatnot. But then at the end of the day, you'd go and have a few drinks and, you know, whatever happens. And it just, it didn't sit well with me. So I thought, you know what, let's let's shake it up a little bit and try something different. And it's been amazing for me. So it's nice to be a change man, at well, least for this year. Congratulations. Thank you, Nuatali. Keep up the amazing work. And thank you for just being an exemplar Novocastrian. I love your work, even with the removed Queen's Wharf Tower work. I'm glad we've clarified that. (laughs) That's what it was all about, (laughs) I'm telling you. This is why we're here today. And thank you for being part of our product mentoring program with the City of Newcastle. It's great to have, you know, a range of local businesses involved in that. And onwards and upwards. And I will hopefully walk past you doing another mural soon. Thank you so much, Nortali. I appreciate it. Cheers. That's your Newcastle. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review us wherever you listen.